Aww. Yeah. Oh, from mugshots? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, while well, I'm flattered, I'm gonna have to pass, man. I'm not a fan uh, of and I really don't like talking to people I don't know. Sweet they were Raph, Raph, we're on. Okay. We are? Okay, so <laughs> let me just confirm what's on my end. Yeah, we're, we're reading green, and, too. Okay, so shall we start? Yeah, go uh, ahead, Canada. All right, so five, four, three, two, and one. Hello and welcome, one and all, to the next installment of The Barcast, where the bar gets impossibly lower every time. So... Flutter Priest is out on some personal business right now, and Anon Pencil is attempting to work through some technical difficulties, so until she gets back on, I will be acting orator for this session. Today, we have a special guest with us. We have the man, the myth, the legend, the reviewer, Paul Azaran. Welcome. Hello, everybody. Hello, hello. Great to have you here. And with us, we also have the usual... Shit, shit posters. We've got Enigmatic Otaku. I'm upset, so I want some spaghetti. We've got milk. <laughs> I'm here. And we've got Ravage. Your waffles have made me sick. Fetch the bucket. And of course, we've got Flutter Priest in spirit. So, with that being said, Paul. We're happy to have you on here, and we would like to start off with some general interview questions. The first one being pretty standard, how did you get into this degenerate fandom? This is all my sister's fault. Oh, really? <laughs> Do elaborate. Uh, I went to live with my sister in Japan for a few months. Oh. And uh, while I was there, I was kind of looking for a job while I was there, but in the mm. meantime, she just thought that I might be interested in My Little Pony. Mm -hmm. Now, at that point, season three had just ended, mm -hmm. and I knew it was a fan thing. Everyone, people were loving it and everything, but I just didn't care. I mean, mm -hmm. it wasn't a matter of this little girl showing why I don't care. I just didn't care. But she showed it to me, and yeah, I pretty much fell in love with it by episode three or something like that. She, uh, she's completely unaware that I watched the that I watched all three seasons probably three times during the three months that I lived there with her. She's also She's aware that I am a fan. She's aware that I write, you know, fan fiction interviews, but I don't think she knows just what she really started. So, that's <laughs> so she does not know. To this or here, thank you. <laughs> so she does not know the monster that she created. No, she really has no idea. Incredible, incredible. But no, that's actually a really unique start to it. I mean, moving halfway across the world and then discovering it in Japan of all places. Yep. Jesus. So we'll segue into the next most important, most politically charged question that we will ever, ever hear on this cast. Who was best pony? Luna. Now that oh, I can God. get behind. Yeah, <laughs> All right. Answer. This man is always welcome back on this <laughs> cast. And Why we have pencil. my avatar, man. <laughs> you, you would get behind Luna, wouldn't you, Flamin? Oh, you know I would get behind that. I would Neil Armstrong the shit out of her. Wait, what are we talking about? We are talking about how I'd Neil Armstrong Princess Luna's bubbly plot. Now that you're here, you may continue as the prime orator. No, no, fuck you. You're doing this. You took it. It's yours. You are the one who wants to fuck Luna. You're in charge. I'm going to drink. 
Get her Fucking in do it. Yeah, why do we feel like Pencil's why do we feel like Pencil's saying this while swishing around a bottle in her arms? <laughs> it's it's a bottle. <laughs> and she will not tell us what it is. It's scotch. Woo! Yeah. All right. So you have it. Heard from the reviewer himself. Luna is best pony. And with that, the debate is ultimately settled from here until the end of time. So I believe, am I missing one more general question? I believe there were three. Pencil? Uh, are you asking, uh, how did you get involved in the fandom? What do you do for the fandom? And who is Best Pony? Ah, uh, yes, of course. So, Paul, for those of the uninitiated, what do you, what do you contribute to this degeneracy that is the MLP fandom? Well, I do have a review blog. comes out every week, five to six stories reviewed. Mm. I've been keeping that up for, I want to say, two, maybe three years now. Wow. And I, and I am pretty happy to say that I have never actually missed a week, unless it was scheduled. Uh, so, you, so you typically do one per week? Do one what? Review or a blog? Um, review. No, I do five to six reviews per week. Oh, One damn. blog. That's impressive. Yeah, Thank seriously, you. that's some that's some dedication. And, and I'm, I'm assuming, al and I am also a writer, so I have uh, how many do I have? Hold on one second. I have forty stories right now, and I think I'm closing in. Plus my actual word count, eh, not quite two million words. Damn, that is some impressive dedication, I must say. Mm -hmm. And I'm guessing with all that activity, you're enjoying what you're doing. I don't think I'd get this far if I didn't, so yeah. Indeed, although some people after a while of habitual action consider it more of a job as opposed to something that they enjoy, but I'm glad to hear that you're still as vested in it as you are. That's very important. Yeah, I've so, never considered this to be so, a job. Paul, I have a personal question for you. Oh, here we go. Ah, now you're going into areas I do not understand, sir. Three yeah, shut the fuck up, Enigma. You, you were in Japan looking for a job, and yet you didn't speak the language? The job I was looking for was English teacher, actually. That's what my sister does. Well, there you, well, there you have it. Enigma is a huge fucking weeb. God, get Rex. <laughs> Although my sister is fluent, but she's been there for like 11, 12 years now, so. Of course. Right. Right. Indeed. So, with that, with those two key points... Three key points, actually, the fourth being Enigma being a fucking asshole, <laughs> weeb, because weebs and assholes are one and the same. Let us continue with the questions from the fandom. So we'll move on right away to questions from RK Striker JK5. And he asks, firstly, what is your favorite non MLP franchise? Okay, non MLP franchise. That's kind of hard because honestly, I'm not watching anything on TV except for MLP. In fact, I don't even have TV service, period. So, so if wait, I'm not MLP, I'm not watching it. But uh, Hold on. Are you, telling, are you telling me that the only thing that you watch on TV ever is just My Little Pony? Right now, yes. Holy shit. I mean, how? I really have to reiterate that impressive dedication. <laughs> now, 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 before we before we go in any deeper than that, there I must note that I have not seen anything of the current season, but only because I am rewatching the entire franchise from scratch. I'm currently just started season five. Ah, so you're still making your way downtown. Like, yeah, as far as far as rewatching it all, yes. Indeed. Oh 
geez, that have you ever thought of possibly expanding into other fandoms? And if so, which ones were you thinking of or that interested you rather? I have some cousins who are absolutely crazy about the Harry Potter fandom. Ah, okay. There's so there's one area that I could potentially move into. Uh, whenever I was uh, younger, whenever, uh, I don't know if anyone remembers Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Of course, we talk about Star Trek on here a lot. I'm a huge Trekkie. Deep Space Nine was pretty much the only Star Trek I really liked. In fact, uh-huh. I have pretty much seen and owned all the episodes. So there's one right there. You can point me out for that. Put me down for that, put me down for that one. But, but, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Have you seen the other Star Treks? Yes, not, not extensively like i've seen a whole bunch of next generation because for some reason they air that with all friggin' time but uh i've seen some of the original series i have all of the original series movies hmm but i mean i'm no just to be clear we're talking uh then no voyager no enterprise right i've seen a very little bit of voyager and i have not seen i think i might have seen an episode of enterprise so in in small 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 amounts yeah so I'm I'm a I'm a fan of the old Star Trek movies, the first six, and uh, I'm a deep and a big fan of uh, Deep Space Nine. But I've never been too big on Next Generation, despite seeing a whole lot of it, and I'm not really into all the rest of them. That's for what little I've seen. Gotcha. Oh, I guess I, I I will have to bite my tongue and not actually tear yours out through your teeth. So <laughs> you enjoy that DS9. Indeed, indeed. Okay, I appreciate that. <laughs> A, f- a fate most unpleasant spared. Now, <laughs> from the same user, I'm guessing you, I get, I guess you implicitly answered the second question, which is, have you ever written or reviewed anything other than MLP? Correct. I technically have, but it was a long time ago, and I don't have any of them in storage anywhere anymore. So, do you happen to remember what it was for? Uh, there was an old anime called Fushigi Yugi. I tried to write one for that. Ah. Okay. I remember that anime. Okay. Yeah, my okay. sister got into me. I looked. I saw it again maybe four or five years ago with my sister because she's the one that got me into it. Bear in mind, my sister, my older sister, was like my idol for me growing up. So we just share a lot of interests. And anime mm-hmm. was a big one for her. So, but regardless, she showed it to me way back when when it was first coming out. I saw Shigeki again maybe four or five years ago, and I was honestly looking at it like, what was I thinking? Right. Makes sense. Makes sense. And nextly, another question for you from the same user. You fight Jay Sherman. How badly do you kick his ass? Well, considering Jay Sherman weighs more than a tank, I'm not sure. But in theory, if I get one hit in, I've won already, so. As great of an answer as any. Now, we move on to Lisa Claire. And he asks, how do you manage to write so many reviews so consistently? I have a schedule and I stick to it. And by schedule, I mean a spreadsheet that is at least five weeks ahead of time at all times. Good Lord, man. I also have, actually, no, I have two spreadsheets. I've got the first spreadsheet that says what I am going to be reviewing every week. Then I've got a second spreadsheet that has day by day word counts for what stories I'm reading every day. And I stick to it. You know, (laughs) I stick to it. I think this guest is the closest we have to Twilight Sparkle. I've heard that before. (laughs) (laughs) And that's, you heard that before, that's telling. That's awesome though. So, so you're an incredibly organized person we can, we can get. I really am, yes. 
Fair you know, enough. That organization is one of the major things that keeps me on track and going all the time. Indeed. And I'm sure at some point in our lives, we could have all used a little bit of that of that knowledge for ourselves. I know I sure can right fucking now. Yeah, so it helps with writing too. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm still trying to hop on that bandwagon for scheduling <laughs> writing. But continuing on, on Lisa... bandwagon, that's what it's called. Okay, good enough, Lam. Yes. <laughs> so, Lisa Claire also asks, what are your thoughts on Octavia? Um, there are best ponies, there are best main sixes. Octavia is best background pony. Perfect. And like with Luna, I can also get behind that. Giggity. In fact, as I'm, and I might as well go ahead and just throw this in there that I wrote about it, and I still consider Luna and Octavian to be OTP. I That's an interesting just, pairing. That yeah, really is. Kind of see that, actually. I loved writing that story. I mean, I can already see Luna attending a symphony by Octavia and immediately getting fucking taken by her. You know what? That actually be pretty funny and romantic at the same time. You know what, Paul? <laughs> write it. Oh, well, I've, I've, I've already towards. written it. Then you know what? I'm taking the idea for myself and running with it. Ha, motherfuckers. Um, <laughs> not, not so fast. Lise actually owes me a story, a <gasps> Luna and Octavia love story. Does uh -oh. Lise really? Yes, he does. Well, you can that look at me. That was my bet for the 4chan <laughs> cup. That was my bet for the 4chan cup two years ago. Wait, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think I still owe somebody a story. I know Milk already wrote me the story he owed me, but yeah, Lee's get on that shit. I remember <laughs> I lost my life saving of $2 during that day two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> then it's good, settled. Good, good times. Lee's, you hereby must deliver soon. And then. <laughs> His final question asks, since a lot of people have been doing it lately, would you hold a contest of your own at some point in the near future? Happy face. Ooh, Ooh happy face. Well, I don't really have anything to offer as far as a prize for winning said contest, other than, say, a feature on my blog. But, mm. uh... You can write a story for somebody. Oh, it's possible. Yeah, that is possible. I mean, with the, with the amount of followers you have, I'm sure... At the least one person. Would... Number of stories that I've got, I'm sure I could come up with something. I just don't know what I do. It's, I'd have to brainstorm it. I've never considered it before. Oh, well, I guess it's something to mull over. It is indeed. Indeed. Right, oh, then. Then that ends Lee's questions, and we shall move on to Shakespeareicles. Who and is he... here in the chat? Indeed. Just posting it up. How's it going, yeah. Shaky? <laughs> so, and he quotes. It's not, it's not how long a story is, but how long it stays with you. As then he says, as a writer with a penchant for horror, which horror slash story, which horror story slash film slash show has stuck with you the most and why? There was a story, I think it was written by J.R. Martin called Sand Kings. And I don't know if I would call it original, but it was the way it was handled that made it keep with me. I remember in particular there was a scene, because the entire story is about this guy who gets these little sentient creatures, almost like ants, really. And the whole story involves him watching them fight little armies, and he's like their god to them. But then they escape, and they're all over his house. And he's trying to find some way to get rid of them, but he also doesn't want any authorities to find out. So at one point, he's got this friend to come over, and he's got to keep her quiet, because she knows that he had them, and, and she knows, and she didn't like them in the first place. 
that at some point they're all in his basement. He knows they're in the basement. So he gets her to the basement. He says, you know, show her something. Kicks mm-hmm. her down the stairs and closes the door. And the rest, and for the next scene, I don't know, 200, 300 words or whatever, she's, he's, she's basically down there screaming her ass off, and you can't see anything. And there's the important thing for me out there when it comes to a horror. The imagination is much, much stronger than anything you can describe in writing. Anything at all. So if you really want to scare some, someone, let them do it on their own. And Sand Kings did that. <clears throat> right. One could also counter that the trying to evoke imagination out of the reader, you may not actually get that reaction you're hoping for from the reader. That's true. That's, that's a risk. It's how you handle it. Indeed. And in fact, and people catch a lot of flack. Everyone reads their stories differently. So, of course, how I look at it might be completely different from how everyone else looks at it. But as far as I'm concerned, describe it just enough to give the, get the image started in their head. That's how I get, get scared is my own imagination taking over afterwards. I can agree with that, with how many times I've stayed awake at night and not being able to fall fucking asleep. Yeah. So, so that's as the only... As far as shows go, just to go ahead and throw this in there, 1408 was a pretty good one to me. Sweet. So, that's the end of his questions, and we move on to Trickster Forrester. And he asks, firstly, what is, what is your favorite non-MLP par- cartoon, and would you fuck it? Okay, well... First thing, are we talking about a whole cartoon? Because that would be pretty hard to fuck. <laughs> there are some guys in there. No, thanks, dude. <laughs> um, I'm just, um, I guess maybe, yeah, I guess maybe just, uh, yeah, I guess cartoon, cartoon character? character. Yeah, I'd, I'd say cartoon character. Hmm. All right, if I had to pick one cartoon character, mm-hmm. oh, that's a toughie, because there are so many hot cartoon characters out there. Well, I mean, if you want to put your dick in all of them in a series, I mean, that's your prerogative, but. No, no, not really. Or the reel itself. You may you may want to fuck the actual cartoon reel, but. Well, I mean, slam, slam. Are you really? <laughs> no, You're talking no. Shit about it. Let's go ahead. Let's talk about would you fuck it? Let's go ahead and do Kim Possible. I used to love Kim Possible. Woo! Fucking. I'm slam. Uh, yeah. I'm slam. Yes. Let's be real. Would you not, Jessica Rabbit? Uh, not uh, really, I no. I believe I believe. Anyone with two brain cells would Jessica Rabbit. No, yes. no. Not my type, but it's remotely. My she choice would... She's everybody's type. No. My, cho- <laughs> my, choice, well, my choice would be Korra from Legend of Korra. That's a good choice, too. She would break you. She would just be like, <laughs> oh, you want to fuck? And your body and your spine would just bend in half as I... she took what she wanted from but... you and left you a used up little pile of refuse on the side of the shore. You That's would not handle good. all of that, Clint, okay? Well, well, no. You can't mind. handle the truth. Isn't it like every man's prerogative to be, you know, death by snoo snoo, for God's sake? I mean, exactly. The spirit is willing, <laughs> but the body is weak. He would finally get one moment of happiness before if, he died. If, if men cared about that, there would be no one caring about Rogue from the X-Men. I like how Sumer in the comments says that Korra has an arm for a quit. Come on, definitely. Has an arm for a <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Look, what is it like? Um, is it like that scene in Family Guy where it's just like under Chuck Norris's beard is just another fist, so under Korra's yeah. clothes is just another fucking fist? Well, yeah, but the thing is, I love the two, uh, that Mare actually spelled Cora wrong and spells her Korea. 
<laughs> Korea has an arm for a clit. That's great. I, I should. Okay. North and South Korea OTP. So now, have you ever slapped a penguin? And if so, how much of an orgasmic rush did you achieve from the act? I have not slapped a penguin. Now I have slapped a chicken. I did not require any, I did not gain any orgasmic rush from it though. But are you sure? I am positive. Very well. <laughs> and what, but what was it like, what kind of rush did you get from slapping that cock? <laughs> Honestly, it was just a matter of making sure the stupid thing didn't spur me. So, <laughs> I, was, I was not in pain and that was all I needed to care about. Very well. Let, let it what? be known that having grown up around many roosters, I don't care for the majority of them. <laughs> yeah, I had a couple friends who had chickens. They were either great or terrible fucking creatures. We had one that was really good. The rest of them, not so much. Now you throw goats in the mix, those things are a pain in the ass. On a, on, a quick, goats. On, on, on a quick on a quick digression, I had a I had a friend who had a couple chickens and a rooster. They got the rooster because they felt like they want they just wanted you know eggs and stuff. So then you don't have to have a rooster to have eggs. Yeah, they want because they want eggs to get chicks and stuff. So um the, okay, we've done that. The root the rooster then, you know, it like cockadoodle do whatever in the morning. They expected that, but this rooster was different. It would not stop cockadoodling until about one p.m. That's, from 5 a.m. to 1 p.m. not so uncommon. Having had many of them, that is not an uncommon thing. Crowing Jesus. is not just a morning thing. Jesus. But yeah, the thing was obnoxious and they had to get rid of it. So. As long as they don't get guineas. Guineas are a million times worse than a rooster. Oh my god. I'll have to, I'll have to look into that. <laughs> Nextly, what flavor color is your favorite to listen to? Oh, Jesus. Blues. Sweet. I'm <laughs> same. Yeah. <laughs> and have you ever German suplexed a deer in an attempt to befriend it? I have not German suplexed a deer. I have seen the insides of the deer at some at a couple of instances, but they were never very happy with the matter, so friendship was not going to happen. But w was uh, it the result of someone suplexing the deer? Uh, unless my mom and dad were suplexing deer in the woods and I didn't know about it, no. You never know. There are some things oh, mom and dad will never tell you. <laughs> That's true. I think, That's true. I, I, th I think he's referencing this one anime, Nichi Joe, where a principal suplexes a deer and then befriends it at the end. I vaguely recall that. <laughs> Jesus. I do. And I lastly, what would you say is the number one reason for people to read your works? Uh, well, whenever I look at a story and how I might approach it, one of the very first things that I look at is, okay, what does every other author on earth want to do with this? I'm not doing that. So <laughs> that would be my answer for you, because I try to avoid the things that everyone else does. I don't always succeed, but if, I, but if something pops into my mind and it says, oh yeah, millions of people either have done this or the, uh, yeah, the idea is so obvious that people will do this, then I don't want to do it. Interesting. But what, what if you also do something that everyone else has already done and put a different twist on it? Have you done that? My story foundations would be a uh, good example for it. <laughs> well, there Whenever, you go. Everyone writes Scootaloo. Mad, miserable, sad, well, Scootaloo. That's debatable, but go all on. That fun stuff. And I decided I had, if I had to write a Scootaloo story eventually, she is the best of the CMC. How do I do that? 
I don't know you. I'm not answering that phone. How do I do that and make it somewhat original? Let's make Rainbow pregnant. Mm -hmm. Had anyone done that before? I don't think they had, so I went and did it. I could be wrong, but... Well, there you have it, guys. Everyone, go read Foundations. I will add it to the Barcast, actually. So if you want to find it, you can look in our featured stories folder, and you will find it there. Indeed. Read it, fund it, write a comment. Next, we go to that other guy. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, right. Hold on. Can y'all hear me? Yep. Yes. All right. Oh, God. The hospital's giving me something. I, I think they injected spiders in my head. I can hear them crawl inside. I don't feel right. Why am I tasting blue? I'm proud of you. Flam, I am proud that you were able to do that last little bit so fluidly. Good job. I was impressed. <laughs> well, then, I don't thank you for that. But I don't think that was actually a question, so we shall move on into yeah. a more subtly toned. <laughs> into a more subtly toned, do earth ponies need more love or should they stay in the mud? I'd say that they need more love. You know, I think I think they I think they do too. Uh, I happen to agree. What do you guys think? I think they get enough love as it is. Really? It seems to be that the unicorns tend to be the favorite due to the ease they can write a unicorn and have more freedom with it, but maybe that's just me. Well, if you look at it, they tend to be a much more familial group that stays together compared to unicorns and pegasi. Pegasi who send their kids off to school when they barely see them. Parents in which case. They're off doing what the fuck ever everywhere and they're going to magic school, etc. Where are the earth ponies going? They're not going shit. They're going to school and coming home to work on the family farm. Well, they probably get more family. love in their childhood than anyone else except for Rainbow Dash because her parents. So there you go. Well, there you have it. We, we move on to the next question, which writes, what is worst pony fic premise you can make up on the spot? Ooh, I'm ready. Do it. Ah, then I can make up on the spot. Crap. And you put me on the spot and I hate being on the spot. This is why I have schedules. Twilight and schedules. There well, we then, go. I have something in Lovely Twilight scheduled. I'm not sure exactly what yet, but it will involve Twilight and her obsessive love affair with schedules. Do and it. Since I am so very familiar with, with that particular obsession, it shouldn't be too hard to write. See, that doesn't sound like a terrible <laughs> idea, but I'm trying to think of like bad, because if we're talking bad, I could think one where um, Twilight decides she wants to try being a mama, so she takes Spike, stuffs him up her vagina, and then rebirths him. <laughs> I, I, I don't like crack picks and I'm not very good at coming up with them because I am shitty at humor. So, how about, um, how about every time Pinky throws a party, a cat dies somewhere? I would write that. And she throws a, a huge week that... of a bunch of birthday parties and like royal noble, whatever, and then there's just a horde of dead cats. Uh, now, why, why the heck would we make a cat though? I mean, a cat's, I mean, okay, Rarity might cry and Fluttershy might cry. So, what? You really want to make it experience. Make a bowl of nye. Child, a child dies for Pinky's parties. Pinky sacrifices a child for the party gods oh, okay. every time she throws the rare bits. Oh, love so, That actually sounds like something that Pencil would write, which means it's a terrible premise in her, her so, graphics. So, yeah, you did a good job. So, no, great job. So, 
So Pinky is doing, she's doing throwing these parties with the Spock philosophy of the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Yeah. Oh, I love it. No, that see that is you a know, great you practical premise. children too fast. That's why she keeps. Are you kidding me? People are having babies every day. It's just they just don't realize the child mortality rate in Equestria is so high. But there you go. Oh. No, Paul, you win. That is that is a terrible premise. Good job. Indeed. <laughs> and Paul, if you don't write that pencil, you have an incredible delivery mechanism for this stuff. You should write it. I I would totally support that. You go ahead. Priority was. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it's gonna be shit anyway. But go and ahead get, and get drunk first too, because that'll in, that'll induce most hilarity. I recommend such things. Yes. <laughs> so we move on to Randome two eighty four, who asks, firstly, how did you initially start reviewing stories? Hey, that's kind of hard to say on account of the fact that I mostly kept reading stories and I would put comments down and it would result in some debate or argument going on. The debate and argument would take up hours of my time and I realized, why the heck am I doing this and getting into these long debates when I can just write one big review and get everything I want to say said. So, plus I saw too many stories that were just cringeworthy. Mm. And I was like, this stuff needs, people, these people need help. <laughs> Apparently, I must know something if people are reading my shit. So. <laughs> okay, makes sense. So, but that didn't have, there was no one moment where I was like, oh, I am going to do reviews. It was sort of a gradual build up to the point where I decided, yeah, all right, I'm going to do this. Okay, so there was no really catalyst story or anything. You didn't read like a terrible story. And you're like, you know what? This something's got to happen. Like, nah, no, okay. nothing like that. No. Okay, fair enough. He asks next, which character? is the worst and why. So worst pony and why. Worst pony. I've never actually picked out a worst pony. Hmm. I'm sorry in advance to the bar cast for political questions, but this has to be asked. I really don't know. Like, it would be so easy to name someone obvious, like, say, Upper Crest, except that I wrote a story about Upper Crest the Mayor. Awesome. So I can't do that. <laughs> okay, I'm going so... to go ahead and say... That I don't like. Now I love Twilight Sparkle, but I'm not crazy about Twilight Corn. So we'll just put that in there. Oh, the fact that Twilight is just an alicorn, in the, general. It emphasis on the just part. She can't even get anyone to care about giving her a taxi ride. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. Forget about that. That is true. Yeah. What the fuck? Like no one. Like, oh yeah, she's become an alicorn now. Nobody cares. You know, it makes me it, just go. I am a fucking princess. You stop that fucking car. Exactly. I mean, you know, <laughs> it makes me wonder. As a as a princess, does she even have any funds? Because everything she got was for free. <laughs> I don't have a clue. Unless Celestia has just increased her her uh, allowance by a couple hundred thousand. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Is there is there a friend? Is there a ca castle of friendship treasury or something like that? And oh my god, if that's the case, who's her account? Whatever it wants, whatever it wants. So maybe it just makes it old for her, I don't know. Yeah, and in that case, who the hell are her accountants? I feel sorry for who they are. I'm sorry, but I have to say that's another story idea. Princess Twilight gets audited by the Pony Revenue Service. How many times has Pony Revenue been destroyed? You're going to save all that year, bro. Does saving the Equestria grant you, like, a tax audit? Slam, you need to write this. This is a thing that you need to do. 
Well, what? Just because it's slightly my, tangentially my line of work. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, fine. Fuck it. I will. So expect at some point in the future, Twilight Sparkle getting audited by the PRS or whatever the I'll fuck. I'll fine when I see it. <laughs> there we go. It'll be a crack fic. Look at some. Look at it somewhere. I'll tell you when it's up. So next week, which episode of MLP do you hate while most people like, and which episode do you like that most others hate? Well, I'm not very keen on the actual hate-like ratio of what of every episode, so I couldn't be able to say that for certain. I can say that I hate, 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 hate Twilight's Kingdom. Hmm. That. Interesting. Which one? Twilight's Kingdom. Oh. Wait, was that the season? Uh, was that the season premiere for the one where they had to give up the elements? No, that that was the season finale for when they had to fight T-Rex. Oh. I, oh, that one. Okay, where where she went all Dragon Ball Z Kai. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Tony Ball Z hated it, especially especially that life lesson they had at the end of the show. Stupidest lesson we could give our kids ever. What was it, what was that lesson again? <laughs> Uh, well, as far as my interpretation of it is, whenever the back is against the wall and the villain's about to win, go ahead and give up everything that gives you a fighting chance. Turn around and bend over and expect everything to go well because that's how life works, kid. And we're sorry it's been 10 years whenever you choose not to shoot that guy who came in with a knife and is now going to rape and murder you because you thought that the magic of friendship will save you. Hey. That is kind of an interesting idea. Have they have they had an episode where they've essentially said that the magic of friendship actually can't solve everything? I think they have mentioned it, but only in the early episodes. I don't think they did it in later episodes. Um. Yeah. Originally with Gilda, they just said, "Nah, Gilda, you you a bad pony, go away." Yeah, exactly. So... They did that with her, and whenever uh, and also they had Trixie. Whenever Trixie first showed up, they didn't try to mm -hmm. stop her and keep her and like change her or anything. They just let her go. You know, you have to learn that lesson on your own. And and then there's the time she took over a sovereign town from the crown, essentially. So, yeah. <laughs> so, that happened. So, all right. Well, well so there we go. Oh, and uh, I guess I should go ahead and say which one I like that a lot of people hate. Mm -hmm. I will, even though I don't like Twilight Horn, I actually have nothing against Magical Mysteries here. I'm sorry. Which one? Eh, magical. Oh. It's where it's where Twilight oh, goes. Alicorn. Yes. Ah, I, right, I, I don't one. like Twilight Horn in general, but I like the episode itself. I like the songs. Even accepting all the terrible things it meant for the future. <laughs> yeah, there were too many songs in my opinion. Eh, I just didn't like a lot of them. Yeah, fair but enough. I mean, like, I, I, I'm not angry, ragey about it. I think making her an Alicorn was a stupid idea, but it's happened now. It's in the past. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. You gotta get used to it, so. Indeed. Like my favorite, my favorite part of that episode was the part where Pinky gets her cutie mark, and the whole town was like, "Pinky!" Yes, that that's actually my favorite part in the entire in the entire franchise. That's my favorite moment. Indeed, no, it was it was a good episode, but yeah, just too many songs for me. It kind of just took away from the whole thing. But that's just me. I'm retarded like that. So, yes, you are. Retarded about something. Indeed, and I'm glad you all agree with me. <laughs> so we move on to the next the last question from Random, and he asks, "What mistake in writing, in your opinion, do you see made the most?" I don't know if I would call it a mistake because it's one of those things that's really hard to get right. Even when you do get right, it's still kind of wrong. 
And that is getting the emotion to come out of pretty much any scene. There are some people who take and don't try to, they, they don't put enough descriptors or whatever in there to actually make it work. Some people that go and drag on for way too long trying to milk every bit of emotion they can out of it. There's a balance and it's very, very hard to get. And whenever I see it, I'm very happy to see it, but I don't see it very often. Mm, that is actually a very, very, very good point is one of the things that people take from stories is how the story makes them feel and whatever that emotion is. And if they don't feel it with the way that story is meant to convey it based on the description, based on whatever, then of course, it's not going to be a very memorable story for them and may even be considered a waste of time. Exactly, so that is exactly. Yeah. So it's actually a great point that you brought up is just practice, try to get it right. And if you yourself, one good metric, and it's really hard to do is if you yourself don't feel a modicum of the emotion you're trying to trying to convey, people probably won't feel that emotion. Yes, it's true. I, fully, I fully agree with that. In fact, just to give a good example, uh, there's a story that I wrote. It's called Twilight's Inferno. Mm -hmm. I sobbed through about half that story. So I, so if if, if you're not doing that, <laughs> you're not doing it right. Indeed, I've had I had but, a similar I had a similar more uh, more leveled experience when I was either writing Flower Mare or despite the couple grammatical errors I made, and I had to write a, have to write a poem for the sequel of it, and I fucking hate poetry and. I went back and read the poem I read and I kind of had that itch quote unquote in my eye and I'm like, God damn it. What the I fuck did I do? Right. <laughs> no, when I, when I wrote always here, I was, I was fucked up when I wrote always here too. And I don't mean that in the alcohol sense. If you, like, Jesus, I wrote, yeah. I wrote that story and I was just like done with it and priest contacted me. He's like, are you okay? I'm like, no, I need a drink. <laughs> no, you're not. my ass and I love it. Jesus guys. That's great. That's great. Then that's honestly that, I hope I have never gotten to that point yet, but one day I hope to actually finish a story, press the publish button after editing and just be like, sigh and just walk away. Like, like it actually took a lot in a good way out of me. Like it made me. Oh no, th th this was, this it was not a good way. Like you don't understand something like always here when the bow breaks are, are in, in some part about me. So when you're putting reading back over, you're like, wow, God, no. Fucking. <laughs> Well, I did some pretty terrible things to Twilight Corn and Twilight Inferno, and I got to admit that there's this one part of me that feels so absolutely horrible for what I'm doing, and I did cry because I was doing it, but then there's another part of me that's like, this is good, and I love it. So I hate it, and I love it, and I don't know, and I'm so confused, but I'm going to keep on going. So. <laughs> no, that's, that's great, honestly, and that was a great point to bring up. So thank you, Randome, for that question spurred some really nice conversation. And now we move on mm. to Two Mare, who boops everyone first. And then he and then he says, to Mr. Pale Ass Man. That's a great way to start, Mare. Like <laughs> Pale Ass Man. One, what is your crippling pony weakness, such as socks, chest floof, cat pones, giant futa, cocks, etc.? Cat pones. Cat, cat pones are cute. Really? Are super they cool. are ridiculously cute. Give me, give I, me Pudge Muffin and a few others. <laughs> yeah, like I've had, I've seen, I haven't seen them often, but when I've seen like a drawing of like the main six as cats, like I honestly didn't know how to feel about them. I was just like, that's no. amazingly drawn, but, but why? Cat, like they, but cat, uh, no, cat pones, they're they're still horses. Just they're just more cat like. 
Yeah, they, they have certain cat features to them. And I love whenever I love the ones again, this is Captain Punch Moment, I think I'm that I'm thinking about. Who has them where they're all behave they still look like ponies. They've got cat features and they're talking to you and everything they're saying is exactly what you would expect a cat to be saying. It's wonderful. <laughs> oh, that kind of cat one. Then I don't know what the fuck I was looking at. Good lord. Well, I I posted a couple in the um because cat ponies cat ponies i love them so much yes number two is there any story you regret posting or writing no not a one every everything that i've written i love now some of them are worse than others and you probably use some fixing but i'm not going to do that of course i'm proud of everything that i've done No, that's no, that's great. Honestly, like one. I mean, you wrote a work for a reason, and after publishing it, you may have second thoughts about maybe how it should have gone about, as you've said. But yeah, um, I don't know if you feel regret for writing something. I mean, why did you write the first place? Yeah, like, well, unless it, somebody's paying you to write it. Well, yeah, that's uh, that's the, clear. And this is why I've never got those regrets. Yeah. Yeah. I had to write, I write, I wrote two commissions and one was published a couple of, you know, it, and an, another one I cannot publish on the, uh, on the commissioner's request. And that's the only thing I regret about that because I know a lot of people would like it. And it was a clop fic with rainbow dash as a bio droid. And I surprisingly okay. wrote, I, I even surprised myself in that fic because it was the first time I ever wrote something like cybernetic ish. And it wasn't even that cybernetic like sweetie bot was, but I can't publish it, so yeah. If any, I've, I tell people, yeah. So I wrote this. If anyone wants to see it, I can only show you privately via link. So, shameless self promotion right there. Sorry about that. But yeah, <laughs> did so yeah, guys. Did you ever regret writing something? Why? Tell us in the comments here. Please do. So, three. He says hi. Howdy. And finally, he says, favorite story on film fiction, complete or not. And this may be a tough question. Everyone wants to ask the reviewer what your favorite story was. Mm. I get it. I've read way too many of them. Many of them extremely good. And honestly, it changes. You know, on any given month, it could be something different. Uh -huh. So I'm not sure. You really, the best thing that I could possibly say is go on to my favorites folder, the Why Haven't You Read This Yet folder, because I have all of my uh, review stories on a, on a uh, bookshelf named after what the rating was go on there look through it you'll find nothing but awesome stuff but as far as a favorite one i can tell you i can tell you one now but i guarantee you, you ask me again in a month and i would tell you a different so i can't answer that really <laughs> no that's a, that's a good oh, point. fair enough fair enough I mean, very diplomatic of, like, of you yeah seriously it's kind of like your kind of like your favorite food it does kind of vary over time doesn't it it really does i mean yeah, no, I personally agree with that answer. And finally, he. Who, what the heck he, is that? This, this is a quest. This is a question to, or, I guess, truly beard. And he says Mayweather or McGregor. Um, I'm not fond of Mayweather, so McGregor. Just saying. No, he's the underdog, so McGregor it is. Yeah. I guess. All right, so that's the end of that. Sunbro for life. Praise it. And yes, number one, what is your favorite video game? 
Well, I used to be a big fan of Final Fantasy up until about 13. Mm-hmm. But uh, hmm. if I had to pick one, I would probably go with... I'm divided. It's, it's either Fatal Frame 2 or Bioshock Infinite. I'm not sure which one to pick. Okay. Respectable ones. And by the way, as a slight digression, an important oh. one actually, we never established a drinking word. You guys, I'm I'm not here for like oh my god, how do you, you guys fuck this up? No, what the fuck are you doing with Bullshit, the bullshit, bullshit. We did do a drinking word. It's sitting right there on the screen. If you guys were looking, you could see it. Oh shit. Come there on, Flappin. Like. <laughs> also long. There's a fucking drinking word. I'm just blind. The reason also, we forgot is... I also recall telling you guys that if y'all want to come up with a different one to put on there, feel free, because I don't have it, because I'm not really listening to myself talk. <laughs> so. so the, it, the it, reason we forgot is because earlier we were talking about spider penises. Right. Oh, right. well, okay. Well, fine. I feel... I'm sorry, Milk. A little bit. Not a lot, but I'm a little sorry. <laughs> so, also, just to go back to the question real quick, Dead yes. Space. I forgot Dead Space. Dead Space. Now, there... Dead Space was a special game, I have to say. It was. First one and the second one. Never played the third one. Mm. And, um, and uh, segueing to the next question, what was your favorite boss fight? Bayonetta 2, second fight versus Illumin Sage. Okay, I, supp- I actually haven't played Bayonetta because I'm a degenerate, so I assume uh, most other people at, will. At, at some point you need to, that's all I'll say. Okay. Cool. So there you have it. Number three. Have you accepted Skeletor, the master of the universe, into your heart? Skeletor. Skeletor. I'm sure there are plenty of people I could pick over Skeletor. Mm. Yeah, not choosing God He Man. I mean. <laughs> no, I'm not picking He Man either. <laughs> but I wouldn't pick Skeletor. Fucking I mean, The old Starscream is better than Skeletor. Eat the pizza, he man. <laughs> oh shit, he's eating it. Indeed. <laughs> oh, apparently, milk. The uh, barcast channel is still saying Admiral Biscuit. <laughs> so, thank you We're to those who pointed that out to us. Yeah, thanks, thanks, viewers, for noticing our yet another fuck up of ours. We appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> so, what happens when we have unlimited tap in this bar? Well, you got it. You got to keep for lowering the bar somehow, right? Yeah. That's what we do. That is our full-time job. We don't so, even know who the fuck we're interviewing. Yeah, wait, who are you? I thought we were just talking to some homeless man. Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> Sunbro for Life also asks, um, I need to know for a friend when is Half-Life 3 going to be released? No, nah, I'm just kidding. I need to know for a friend how many cups of sugar does it take to get to the moon? The first one, if you sell your soul right away. The second one, uh, I'm going to guess two of them if you do it by one grain at a time. Just pile them up in one big tower. You know, that actually would make sense. Maybe. I'm just gonna say, I'm just gonna say, if that is supposed to be a reference to a goofy movie, I'm gonna give you a little tiny e hug. Just saying. <laughs> it might very well be. I forgot about that. <laughs> I'm yeah, sure. I what, what forgot about that. What does Matt uh, say in response? Like three and a half or something? The moon. Yeah. I think Jesus. the answer was three and a half. Yeah, thanks for bringing me back. Holy shit. Yeah. Jesus. Oh, somebody did the fucking math. Somebody did the fucking math. It would take 46.782609 cups if you lined the grains of sugar up one after another. 
Okay, so I was off by a factor of like twenty or so. <laughs> Forty-seven that's cups. Wonderful. There you have it. That's about as that's about as much sugar as in a normal can of Coke. Three, so, no, three hundred, three thousand nine hundred forty-six cups? cups of sugar. Okay, so that's in a normal liter of Coke. So, <laughs> so number five, you're stuck in equi- an equine township. What business do you start? It better have an ear scratch spa. All okay. right. Sounds, sounds great. Oh, yeah, that sounds like something that everyone would get, get get used to and like. Indeed. I don't. I don't know. It sounds like th- th- what they'd expect to be that version of a happy ending is you get a Q-tip. What? Oh. <laughs> what the fuck is like? What are they gonna do with a Q-tip? <laughs> go, in, go inside. <laughs> Fucking expand oh, Q-tip. God. Fucking okay. And number six, do. You, we gotta ask, do you even praise, bro? Do I even praise, bro? I praise the moon, you sun worshiping swine. Woo! Wow. All right. You may just be our favorite, my favorite guest yet. Don't speak for all of us, Flint. Oh, I know that. I'm, I am expressing my own opinion, divested from the barcast. So. <laughs> the, the views expressed by Flammenwerfer during the barcast does do not reflect the barcast as a whole. Restrictions apply. Results may vary. Consult your doctor for side effects. <laughs> Do not so. see the barcast if you have kidney problems or yeah, just don't. Erectile dysfunction may cause have... tuberculosis. Function from us though, I wouldn't be surprised. So sorry, guys. Indeed, you know, an erection that lasts for four hours. I mean, listening to uh, Enigma's uh, sonorous voice. I mean, happens. Just happens. Yeah. So. Mobile Sam asks, how do you feel about sweet potato fries? They're fries. I mean, who cares? They're they're potato fries. (laughs) I like my regular fries, nice and crispy. We can do whatever we want with potato potato fries if you want. Indeed. I have no strong opinions one way or another. Very well. And to the rest of the cast, what do we feel about sweet potato fries? Oh, I think they're okay. Um, I prefer Mm. regular ones, but honestly, they're not bad. Enigma, what do you think? I don't like them because one day I was tricked by Carl Jr. when they did the whole yam fries thing. Mm. Oh, yeah, I remember that shit. Fuck ass. <laughs> um, Milk, what do you think about sweet potato fries? Thank you. Wow. Thank you. I really just fucking hate them. They're terrible. I really just don't like them. It's like if I'm going to eat something unhealthy and fried, it better be just one goddamn potato cut into fries because I fucking hate the taste of sweet potato fries. That's that's, that's it. Ravage. They're disgusting. (laughs) I must say, though, the only sweet potato fries I did like were when my sister made them homemade and she made fresh homemade honey mustard as well. So they actually tasted incredible because the first time I ever had sweet potato fries, they were indeed lies. They tasted salty like normal fries, and then they got sweet, and I was disappointed every time, and I was sad. Glam, do you taste salty like normal fries? Yes. <laughs> oh, my. Okay. You asked. I did. Yes. So Tony Montana now asks, will you review a story <laughs> containing dragon tits? All right, we're getting right into is this. It, is it clop? No. Um, if no, it's not, it's not. It, it's well, not it can't. Well, it, well, if it's containing dragon tits, it can. It, it's not. It can. 
the, the, the one only rule for my review blog is that I will not review Klopp. Okay. It's not. It's straight and mature, but it's not Klopp. Okay, then. It, it's game. <laughs> okay, which segues into the next question, which you kind of just answered. Will you review a story called Dragon Tits? My immediate answer is, is that a request? Okay. There's... <laughs> There's no reason for you to review this story. Let's get this out of the way right now. It's shit. That is not stop people from asking me to do it. <laughs> it's it's shit. It's very very shitty, and its purpose was to be shitty and entirely to both congratulate and make fun of Enigma because Enigma likes tits on a dragon. And I think it's ridiculous. Somehow. So I wrote a story about how it's ridiculous. <laughs> Indeed, uh, I and I did, and I did well, a review. I can, and I did I can a reading. go ahead say that I have actually read some pretty shitty stories. In fact, I read some stories that I hated within the first paragraph that were over 300,000 words long. And yes, I finished them. So Jesus. <laughs> All right. So well, if, if someone requested it of me and I said, yes, I'd do it, I'd be screwed. And I would read the super thing. Pretty much just write crack fix. So I don't think you're going to want to read that. You're probably so, right. <laughs> so in the end, if you want to read it, cool. But no, don't you go prepare yourself. <laughs> so, All right. So next question is, what is the worst idea you have ever had the displeasure of reviewing? And the best one as well. Okay, there was a story. Uh-oh. I've already known it had the most, it's not that the, uh, it's the story idea that we're targeting, not the story itself. Because the story itself, once you get past the initial idea, was decent. But you have okay. to get past the initial idea. Okay, and that so then, the yeah, idea yeah. is that Princess Luna felt that Celestia didn't trust her. And the moon represented everything about Luna that Celestia didn't trust in Luna's head. And therefore, Luna decided to take the moon during some special event, I forget what the event was, and cast it into Tartarus. Get, get rid of the moon entirely as a sign that Celestia can trust her. And to make it worse, Luna was gleeful to do it. She was so happy to get rid of the moon. What? Interesting. <laughs> you actually expect me to believe this shit? Now again, right. once you get past that shit opening premise, the story was actually good. You have to get past that shit opening premise. <laughs> Jesus. Damn, okay. And uh, <laughs> in that in that case, moving on to the next part of the question, is there and what do you consider was the best idea if you have one? because it's kind of a spin-off of the last question of your favorite story. So was there a best idea you reviewed? Best idea? Like, that's very different from asking for a best story. Oh, that's really hard to pin down, because I, at this point, I'm sure I've reviewed hundreds of stories, and I'm mm -hmm. not sure I could pick out any one, because I can't remember all of them. Was there uh, anyone that stuck with you, and you're just like, that was fucking brilliant? Like Brilliant? I don't know if I would call it brilliant. The story that's on my mind right now, and I don't know if you would call it a great idea. I'm sure there are plenty of people who, who have tried to do something similar and failed, but this guy did it right. Okay. And it was a story. It was a horror story. And it was based on the uh, video game. It was not a crossover, but it was based on the video game Amnesia, Dark Descent. Okay, okay. okay. Ah, the story itself okay. wasn't Amnesia. It, it, the story itself had Amnesia. I think it was Amnesia to Air was the name of it. Mm. And uh, it it was well, it was whack. Let's put it that way. <laughs> the, the the entire story was written in such a way 
that it really felt alien. Like even, and this might have just been the formatting of where the raw author was from, but whenever they were writing anything in dialogue, they didn't use quotation marks. They used dashes. Oh, Jesus. And that made it really hard to read, but, and it was actually a really annoying at first. But as it went along, it really served to emphasize just how alien everything was. And it was alien. And this was some, some crazy stuff, and I loved it from beginning to end. I mean, there were some really bad aspects to it because of the way it was written. And again, I'm not confident that it was because the author was bad. I, I legitimately think the author might have been using the format from a different location. Mm. But reg regardless, it was just so well done as a mindfuck horror that I love the story. <laughs> so now, I don't know if you'd call that a great idea because, like I said, someone else has tried something similar, and in fact, they probably have. But that one was so well done that I would call that one out just on the basis. Interesting. Yeah, because I know for a fact that lack of quotation marks would immediately turn me off. So. Yeah, it turned me off at first, too. <laughs> Jesus. But all right. So it was a diamond in the rough. And next question. Are there any songs that you think work as a theme song for a character? Well, let me read that myself. Any songs that I think would work as a theme song for a character? Yes. So many. So many. And it depends on the character, too. <laughs> I mean... It's hard to pick out, and usually whenever I do theme songs, because I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but usually whenever I finish a big story, I put a like a a, a, a credit song, if you will. If there was, if this were a song, I'd credits that kind of. I've thing. actually, yeah, I've actually done that once or twice, and I think I'm going to do it, if, especially if it's a serious story, in my opinion. I do that. I do that for a lot of my big stories, and I have mm. a lot of big stories, but uh. um, so it really it depends upon the character, it depends upon their uh upon the story there's, there's a whole bunch of, of things it depends upon you can't, you can't just randomly say this song works for this character because you know it might be twilight but depending upon which au you're in it could be completely different it also depends upon where circumstances are so you can't just narrow i can't just say one song right now and say like welcome to the black parade oh yeah that's a great song yeah but does it have for this character right uh, <laughs> makes sense makes sense so it could vary certainly and in that case, we'll move on to, do you agree or disagree with this following statement? A non-pencil did nothing huh. wrong. Tread lightly. Since I have, since just looking at the question in general, I'm going to go ahead and say, agree. I don't even know what context Ooh. is, but okay, I agree. Very well. And the verdict from a non-pencil? Oh, no, I, I do nothing but wrong, so... Uh, <laughs> of course you know. Paul, you Apparently chose people, poorly. People seem to believe that, for some reason, I did nothing wrong. They're, they're incorrect as well, but, you know. Hmm. Eh. So, and a uh, question to Pencil. How does it feel to... How do you... How does it feel to be back? You? Um, it feels okay. As you guys know, I'm going to be... Um, in and out of here for until the 12th. Uh, I got a guest in town. Mm -hmm. at, uh, and being, you know, absent it may happen again next week, depending on what happens here. But I will be back to stay. I'll update the archives, I promise. I'll do more shit face shit fix. I have recordings Ooh. to do and aren't for people. I'm sorry. Sorry. And 
Very well. And Enigma, are you going to write more dragon tits? Of course. And they're gonna be coupled with griffin tits. Oh fuck, that's right. <laughs> Alright guys, prepare yourself for more degeneracy because we got griffin and dragon tits coming. <laughs> God damn it. So that's that. We move on to Alex underscore. So to Paul, what is your funniest anecdote? I'm going to assume we're not limiting this to pony. Because I yeah, honestly don't anything. have a lot of pony anecdotes. Yeah, anything. All right, I'm going to go with one from whenever I was a kid. Okay. I have had many instances where I have nearly been killed. Quite a few. You'd be surprised. Probably been about two dozen instances where I've nearly been killed. Jesus. One instance that's, that uh, I wasn't almost killed, but I liked to count it anyway because I was almost scared to death, was whenever I was like probably, I'm going to say 12 years old. And my parents brought me to the beach. Well, my dad brought me to the beach. And that was one of his favorite things to bring us to. And I had this black inner tube that I like to use to go swimming. And I thought one day I was going to go out as far as I could out into the ocean. Just okay. get way out there. And I, and I did, to my, to my pleasure. Now, bear in mind that I am a shitty swimmer. So, so I get way, 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 way out there. I turn around. I take a look. And like the, the truck, my dad had this old red truck. That thing was like a a dot out there. And, I, and I'm pretty proud of myself. I've gotten pretty far. Probably about time for me to go back because even though I'm not stupid. <laughs> and, I'm, and I decided to go ahead and just turn around and take one more look out into the big ocean just to take, just to see, you know, and feel proud of myself that I got out here. Okay. I turn around and what do I see? A giant fin coming out of the water. Oh, not fuck. five feet behind me. Aimed right at me. <laughs> Yeah, I, it didn't take me very long to get back to shore. And when I got back to shore, my sister and my dad were laughing their asses off. They were just, they, they thought it was the most funniest thing ever. What are you laughing at? There's a shark right behind me. My dad had binoculars. Jury, that was a dolphin. Oh. <laughs> well, it could have gone dark because dolphins are notorious rapists. That's true. <laughs> they would have dragged you into his rape dungeon. Now tell me which would have been a worse... A worse death. And instance. he would have dragged you in with his opposable penis, which he would have wrapped around your ankle, and I'm not lying. Well, that, that probably would have been pretty bad, but I've probably been too scared to even know what was happening to me at the time. So, <laughs> so as, far, as far as uh, amusing anecdotes go, that's probably as funny as you're going to get out of me. I've had plenty of other things, like a goat that had me pinned against the wall for about two hours. <laughs> oh, God, what? Jesus Christ. Fuck. <laughs> Oh yeah, I was probably eight years old, and he had me pinned with his horns, and would not let go. He wasn't even doing anything. He was standing there, but I couldn't get him off. I was just a little kid, and was not strong enough. God. Oh, I fell into a fire once. The fuck did you do to piss off the goat? Oh, that, that oh. goat was just me. Period. Yeah. Oh, oh you're just. Their native state is piss off. <laughs> <laughs> that that particular goat was named Billy Bob. We we finally brought him to this one guy. I told him the guy the guy we sold him to was like, oh yeah, don't worry, I've had, I've handled Trump problem goes before you know no big deal about a week later my dad called the guy and says so whatever happened to billy bob i sold that little bastard he was crazy jesus <laughs> fucking billy bob yeah fuck billy bob no one liked that goat <laughs> so, next question how do you know our resident snoo i believe and i don't know the exact time that it happened but i do know that snoo was reading one of my stories. I think it was a. I think it might have been Trixie versus Equestria, but I'm not sure. Mm. And, and sent me a PM after there, or 
maybe she commented a lot. I'm, I don't, don't remember the exact circumstances. I just know that it was after reading one of my stories, possibly Trixie versus Equestria, that she started sending me, you know, commentary. And from that, she started commenting on other stories. And the more stories she got, the more I started to recognize her. And, you know, we just started talking on Link or whatever. Or Link. Skype. Indeed. So, then we move on to, have you ever reviewed any stories by any of the Barcast? I have reviewed so many stories that honestly I'm not sure. But I could find out if I wanted to because I happen to have a spreadsheet called the the author scoring guide that lists the names of everyone that I have reviewed. So if I went through there, I'd probably find something by some of you guys. I uh, probably not. Maybe. I've seen one by a non pencil. Uh, you you reviewed one of mine. Why? I'm not I'm not sure, but I might have. I'd have to, have to take a look. Alrighty. Great. So. And now I'm like going because I'm curious. Okay, so the verdict will be: Has he reviewed anyone in the barcast? So let's find out on this next episode of Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> I actually do not have an on-pencil on here. No, I do not. Good, good. That is a smart decision. You should keep it that way. Your list will become unclean. Enigmatic. No, I do not have anything by enigmatic. Ah. <laughs> Apparently, you have reviewed Snoo. I have reviewed Snoo. I have not reviewed Flan. Mm. I don't even have to look, look for Snoo. I know I've reviewed her. Oh. Milk. No. Hey, who are you people? <laughs> oh, I know one you probably reviewed because he has enough stories for her. What about Flutter Priest? Flutter Priest is on there. Told you. Adopting Fluttershy. Oh, God. Okay. I gave it a worth it, which is my middle ground area. That's very kind of you. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure Flutter Priest would love to hear that. And we will yeah, be I'm sure, I'm sure he will when he watches this later. <laughs> oh, I'm ready for the next question. I'm excited for the next oh, question. Flame ask the next okay. question. Okay, let's do. <clears throat> would you rather be suffocated to death with a slab of rancid meat writhing with maggots or be raped but survive by a giant scorpion uh, i think i have to put corn on that one pencil you're, pencil you're an expert on on animal genitalia what does a scorpion dick look like uh that's <laughs> not really how it works um okay so because a scorpion is you basically a <laughs> Not, nothing, go on. That's great, go on. Is, you know, an insect. It doesn't exactly have a penis the way other things do. Mm. And they, they don't breed the way that, say, you or I do. So, it probably would involve some form of ovipositing, honestly. That makes sense. Well, anyway, I'm going to go ahead and say that I'd rather do the suffocating to death thing, because if they're suffocating me, I'm going to have, I'm going to be more about the fact can't breathe and the fact that of what is it what it is that's making it so that I can't breathe. So and since I am going to die anyway, it's not I'm not going to get out of it to realize this real situation. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, yeah, it's a logical answer in my opinion. So, so let's see. Ah yes. Kill fuck Mary. A woman with fleshlights for arms and legs, a woman with three vaginas, and a conscious human head in a glass case. 
I would probably kill the fleshlights. Okay. Let's go ahead and fuck the three vaginas. <laughs> Marry the head. At least the head. At least the head might be able to give you some interesting information. That <laughs> <laughs> that implies the one with three vaginas apparently is like just a fucking retard or something. Because I mean, what, how do you know she's not like an astrophysicist or something, and she just I, happens I to have no three vaginas? Yeah, I've not been giving any context to this here, so I just have to throw throw my answer out to the wind. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, and hey, you get I'm, a choice. I'm, of vagina. I'm not going. I'm not going to fuck a conscious head in the last case. I'm just not going to do different it. Route. I would you, fuck the woman with fleshlights for arms and legs because, you know, you got a lot of holes to try out there. You, I would kill the conscious head. Conscious head, because that's a sad existence. I mean... would marry the woman with three vaginas because three of those for life that way. Come on, man. Ansel, you as a woman, what do you do with fleshlights? You know that they have a long end, right? You know, besides the opening, if you turn them over, they're just kind of this long... Have you, have you ever seen a flashlight? You get out a little bit, but yes, I've seen them on the internet. Not oh, so, 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 so you do know that they are... Um, they have an, a, a long back to them. Made of fleshy stuff, which could easily be inserted into a part of the body. Hold on now, if the woman has fleshlights for arms and legs, wouldn't that immediately indicate that that part that you're talking about is actually part of her body and therefore cannot be used in that way? No, I assume that the, that the fleshlight holders are on her arms and legs and then the fleshlight is inserted into them because that's how a fleshlight is held in place. So I would assume that. Okay, hmm. okay, fair enough. Well, there you have it. You've heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> And to a non-pencil, we've yeah. missed you these last few weeks. Pencil, did you miss us? No. Yeah, you know what? You know what? <laughs> I, I, I missed you, stupid motherfuckers. I really did. You guys make Woo. me feel intelligent and worldly when it comes to the ways of sex, and it gives me slow amounts of faith in humanity that you guys are actually learning something you may be able to use should, God forbid, one of you find a way to procreate. So there you go. <laughs> Including me? No, you're never gonna procreate, so why would that apply to you? Uh, there we <laughs> go, guys. We've missed you too, pencil. <laughs> so RB-47 asks, which of your stories are you most proud of? Which oh, of your stories do you think best epitomizes your work? Most proud of is definitely Twilight's Inferno. I consider it my dark horror masterpiece. All right. Epitomizes my work. Ooh. Hold on one second. Let's take a look at that list real quick. If I had to pick one specifically, I would probably go with the Dental Knights audience of one, which is the Octavia Luna one, actually. Ah. All right. So, so I'd probably go with that. There's a story, guys. It'll be featured on the cast. Read it. Uh, yep, yep. I will put it there right now. Yes. Make so. sure it's audience of one and not the first one. The first one's crap. <laughs> oh. oh. You probably, now that I've said that, you're probably going to put both up there. <laughs> you know Pencil very well. I'm, I'm learning. <laughs> I'll, add, I'll add audience of one. Don't worry. <laughs> so, next we got questions from Snowy B, also known as Snoo. 
Paul Senpai, what inspires you to write? Is it your own genius? <laughs> genius. Sure, let's go with that. <laughs> Very well. Actually, yeah. what? But in in truth, what really inspires me to write is the knowledge I have. Tons and tons and tons of stories in my head. I'm getting new ones roughly once a week at least. And I'm going to die before I get everything out there. So what inspires me to write? The knowledge that I've got too much shit to release and I have to do it before I die. It's actually a pretty, it's actually a pretty good uh, motivator to be honest. It sounds like a, actually, it sounds like a euphemism for taking a shit. <laughs> you sound like a euphemism for taking a shit every time you speak, Enigma. Woo! Okay. Burn. So, <laughs> do you like to write strange ideas normally or normally idea normal ideas strangely? Both. Both. There we go. <laughs> when will Trixie fight the multiverse? That is spoilers. But Trixie versus a question too. All right. And then, it... by the way, that's not an offhand answer. I actually play. So. Tricks. So it's number two in the list. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> Read it. So can Snoo have your autograph and NMND? And will you go? <sighs> Snoo, I don't know that you need my autograph considering that we've been chatting all the time. You could probably just take anything that I've said to you and like print it out and there you go. But if we met, yes, if we met in real life, I would give you my autograph. As go. far as an MND, someday, yes, I will go. Uh, yeah. not someday. This is their last year. Oh, is it? Oh, then, nope, I'm screwed. Never mind. <laughs> I, I, I was planning to go. I had been planning on it for about three months, and the IRS kept me with a $1,200 tax bill. Jesus. And that ended all of my chances for going. Oh, goddamn. Yep. Thank you, well, IRS. Indeed. IRS ruining shit. All right. Are my friends here weird? Yeah, so? I like it. Am I weird? Yeah, so? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Top three novels. Novels? Yes. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Are we talking about Pony? Are we talking about everything? I don't know. Anything. Any novels. Uh, hmm. I'm going to give that the same answer I gave to the best you know, uh, story I've ever reviewed. I mean, I can't really answer the question because it changes every month. And I've read so many. Okay, then. Top three video games. Well, I've already mentioned uh, Dead Space and games like that there. Uh, Bayonetta 2 is definitely high on this. Hmm. Let's see. I already said Fatal Frame 2, so I've already named more than three. <laughs> All right. And final question, who'd win in a fight, Laguna or Lightning Dust? Okay, I'm assuming we're talking about Final Fantasy VIII Laguna. If not, I apologize. But if that is the case, then yeah, Lightning Dust kicks out. And there you have it. Famous last words. He asks, well, yeah, he asks, what is your favorite 90s jam? And why should it be What's My Age Again by Blink-182? Well, considering that it's a ridiculously annoying song, still extremely catchy, but it's definitely not the 90s jam that I would pick if I had yeah, to pick it. Yeah, fuck you, Famous. <laughs> well, let's see here. If I had to pick one, 
Hold on one second. Make sure this is actually a 90s jam before I confuse myself and make myself a great embarrassment. Nope, it is not. Therefore, I cannot pick it. Never mind. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't particularly think, I can't really think of a particular 90s jam that I would say is my favorite, largely because I wasn't paying attention in the 90s. <laughs> so, I don't know. <laughs> Well, there, was so, there was a lot of bad and there was a lot of good stuff going out. But I honestly remember that there was a lot of bad stuff. So. Yeah. I guess we could default to like All Star or something. All Spice Star Girls Wannabe. <laughs> yeah. Spice so. Girls Wannabe. If we're going to be talking about like shit 90s jams, there you go. Eh, that wasn't my favorite Spice Girls one. I had a number of Spice Girls ones out that were shitty, but I still liked. <laughs> Wannabe oh, is just the one that was the most popular. Hmm. Alrighty then. So Deshloon asks, if you could, what would you? No, if I could, would you? Yeah. Yes. That's that's the question. Yeah, yeah. Eh, if I could, would I? Sure. Cool. Sure it is. And he asks, is this a question? Yes. No, that's not what it that's not the question. Oh, oh shit, I'm have Lisdexia. So this is a question. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, if you have the question mark on there, so I don't think it's, I don't think it's grammatically correct, but hey, it's still, <laughs> I'll say yes. <laughs> yeah, technically there it is. All right, so we have questions with Vylon pencil. Uh, it's time for questions with Vylon. Uh, all right, <laughs> it's cold. one of the great highlights of this bar cast. So strap in, motherfuckers. Let's do this. So Vylon asks first. How do you write suffering so well? Ah, we've already touched upon this. But, as we're going into it, and I'm guessing I would have to go into, uh, we've already talked about, you know, getting the emotion to come out, and if you don't cry at it, you're not really doing it right. Mm. So there's all those things. But generally speaking, you can't really do suffering until the audience has gotten to like the character. That's actually a very good point. Like if, you, if you're yeah. like, let's take any sort of a bad flash fic that comes around, there's so many of them, and they just show all sorts of characters getting destroyed and slaughtered. Okay, fine. So it's slash porn. Whatever. I don't feel bad about any of it because I don't care about any of it because no one bothered to write it properly. <laughs> so <laughs> now... There was a Cheerilee's Garden, which was actually, despite being slaughter porn, was actually well written. But it was still just slaughter porn, so I didn't care. <laughs> now, that, that, I think that would be two things that I would primarily say. Number one, make your, make your characters likable so people have to like the characters you care about. And two, don't write slaughter porn, because as soon as you realize that it's porn, no one's going to care. Well, there you have it. Everyone, because it's just, because it is that easy sometimes make your characters likable <laughs> do it yeah yeah of course it's that easy why would i say <laughs> yeah, that that's actually an entirely different uh argument that's i don't know if we can actually get into <laughs> oh yeah that'll take that'll easily take another like two at least two hours to discuss how to make your characters likable there's there's a panel idea at a con there you go yes it is. <laughs> hmm. indeed nextly what do you think of all the other kids with pumped up kicks. They better run faster than my gun. God damn it. I agree. 
<laughs> so I have so many of them to choose from. <laughs> now, would you rather take a horse cock through your nostrils or a steel brush through your pee hole? <laughs> and well, given that the horse cock through my nostrils will probably kill me, I'll probably go with that one because it'll be faster. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there you go. That, that, turned, that, that went a little way. differently than I expected, but I love that. <laughs> Literally, the worst way right. of killing yourself is always an option on the bar cast. Yes, that is right. <laughs> killing yourself is always the option. <laughs> I mean, the obvious option is And it may be the only option because here at the bar cast, you don't have to go home, but you motherfuckers can't stay here. <laughs> so It's true. Uh, don't actually kill yourself, though, guys. Yeah, Please. seriously. Please don't. Indeed. So, <clears throat> I'll read this normally because there's no accent request right now. But Please you, do. I'm, I'm looking over it. So read it normally. I'm reading it normally. So yep. you yep. are fucking your to-be-born daughter during your wife's breech birth, and you have oh. to finish before the baby completely comes out. Oh Unfortunately, your daughter is too tight and forces her to move along with you, giving you no friction and only rubs your daughter against your wife. Would you rather push her back into your wife and hold her there so you can come into two vaginas at the same time or just completely pull her out and make her a better cock sleeve? Oh my God. Wow, that's, Vylon wow. has outdone herself. What of the worst ones I've ever heard. I am going to go with number one. And Number remember, one. killing yourself is always an option. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Vylon, as I said many times before, I owe you a drink. <laughs> and in the immortal words of Crystal Wishes, Vylon, who hurt you? This is a safe space, Vylon. You can talk. Just, just Vylon, just, just, bravo. <laughs> bravo. So, <laughs> so common to two vaginas, you heard it here. <laughs> and finally, she asks, wet panties? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> wet panties all around. All right. Questions from Horizon. Awesome. So, what is the most important thing you've learned about writing fanfic reviews? The most important thing that I have learned is that no matter what I think and no matter what I say, they're my views, also known as opinions. So people are going to disagree with me. Mm. And there are going to be plenty of people who get on there and they're going to get mad. And they're going to say that, oh, I'm, I'm not looking at this aspect and that aspect. So I'm not perfect. I'm not going to catch everything. And I don't care about things that you care about. So mm. I apologize for that. But in the end, I can only do what I see. And what I see is probably not going to be what you see. Indeed. And you... From what I've seen also, you also have to overcome the uh, kind of uh, perception of pretentiousness when you review things or make it actually kind of your job, as it were. Yeah, well, my, my fundamental rule when reviewing is to try and be as fair as possible. Mm. So. Yeah, because there are a couple out there that kind of carry their opinions as like the will of God. And, yeah, and, and it's, it's hard to get past the bias. And sometimes I will actually, in the review, outright state, yeah, I'm biased towards this. I can't help it. But no, at least at least you get that out of the way first. Just like so bias incoming, but here you go. Yeah, pretty much. I mean I, I I've gotta say. So No, there there you go. It's a very level added way to do it. I like it. So 
How do you avoid burnout with such a strict and ambitious schedule? <sighs> That's a good question. Whenever I was first doing it, I didn't avoid burnout. I didn't realize I was burning out until someone dragged me away from the computer and made me do something entirely different for a few days. But eventually I came to learn that yes, burnout is a thing and I can actually get that from reading funny horse words. So I input into my schedule now, mandatory, every, I think it's seven weeks, I have a half week where I only read half as much and don't do actually, don't put a review blog out. And every nine weeks overlapping, I have a vacation week where I don't read anything funny, period. I just completely take a vacation from it. Goddamn. So, so I, this is all set up and arranged That's to smart. make sure that regularly I get my break so that I don't burn out. Good. Now that doesn't, now that doesn't really excuse that I'm reading sometimes 10, like I, on average, I'm reading 210,000 words a week. So, fuck. God damn. But yeah, <laughs> great advice there, guys. Take fucking breaks. It's yeah. like working out. If you, if you have to, make yourself do it, which I have exactly. to. <laughs> exactly. You don't work out seven days a week. Don't do your normal shit every day. Just don't. Yeah. You so, get a different hobby if you have to. Exactly. Next question and final question from Horizon. Which pony princess do you secretly wish someone would write a steamy hot fic about, and what bizarre kink would it involve? Mm -hmm. Well... I don't have to secretly wish someone would write a steamy hot pop fic about any princess because every single one of them has, I'm sure, thousands, if not millions of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Mm. And now, since we're talking about bizarre kinks and, and that kind of thing, I've got to go ahead and acknowledge that as much, like, okay, brainwashing scares the shit out of me. But because it scares the shit out of me, it's also a kink. Oh, <laughs> so it's like a, it's like a fear boner. <laughs> Kind of, sort of. Oh, Fear God. for brainwashing. Wow. This is fucking terrible. She's getting indoctrinated and, oh, continue. No, no. Not that, not that kind of brainwashing. Not that oh, kind like of. actual, like, mind control. So Yes, actual mind control. You don't have any choice in the matter. Even if you did, <laughs> we're not going to let you have it. He's making so, her so, sloppy. Yeah, yeah. Hypnosis, mind control, uh, manipulation, etc. Correct. That, that that shit scares the, scares the hell out of me. In fact, I consider it to be evil by default. So, which which always annoys me because sometimes I'll see a story and people will write it, and the great solution that the hero comes up with is to just mind control a bunch of people and say that it's good. No, no, you just made your heroes evil. So your comment on the story would be like, "This is fucking terrible. It's a terrible premise. Good lord, why would you ever think this is a good idea?" Keep no, going. No. Looking forward to chapter two. <laughs> no, not quite. Now I have said that yes, the prim yes, the whole brainwashing thing is evil. I will always point that out. Yes, brainwashing is evil, and I do not condone it, even by the good guys. But I have seen plenty of stories that use it, and and as far as contextually in the story, it's okay. So hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So then the uh introductory episodes to discord are your kink lol wait introductory episode of discord yeah by, by, the fact that, by the fact that he brainwashed uh fluttershy for example yeah automatically uh -huh. evil. what about what about that no, no redemption evil he brainwashed all of them though yeah but but he had well yes but actually when it when you look at all of them he actually 
kind of convinced them into doing it, you know, kind of showed them alternatives, and they kind of had to make a semi-conscious decision to do it. Well, with Fluttershy, he couldn't do that to her. She was immune because she was just too nice for him to do it, so he did it by force. Mm, that's actually, that's what, actually true. Fuck, that's what, right. But what about so from Starlight? Or fucking Fluttershy is your kink and your fear. Nice. That what about... <laughs> well, what about what right. about reform? What about reform Starlight when she uh, forced everyone into like doing stuff? That's that was definitely evil, but it's one of those things where you where I where she doesn't understand that it's evil. She hasn't kind of figured out the whole morality, motivation, proper behavior whenever it comes to mind control, which there is no proper behavior when it comes to mind control. She hasn't figured this out yet. <laughs> she's still dancing she's still dancing on that evil edge and doesn't realize what she's doing is bad. Mm. Oh well since you brought that up, kind of a tangent of it. What about the episode where uh oh shit, you're not that far, are you? Nah. I, yeah, I don't no know. Spoilers. Celestia and Luna. I was gonna. I was gonna suggest that one. Don't think. Uh, I, I know about it. I haven't seen it. So. Mm. And, okay, and, so. And never mind. If you're worried about spoilers. Don't be. Go ahead and hit me. Alrighty then. With that, we shall move on to the abyss. Who asks? Who would you want to snuggle the most, and why? Well. The default answer that most people would expect would be Luna, because she is mm. the best pony, but actually, I think I'd have to go with Octavia. Oh. Ah. I, can, I can agree with that. So, refined you snuggling behind by that. the you fire with a get... glass of wine. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Pencil. You were about to get behind that again. You were about to make that same fucking joke again, weren't you, Flam? No. <laughs> you <Get wrecked, laughs> weirdo. <laughs> so you just, so so, Paul, you just want to snuggle up with a ball of fur that smells like French vanilla. I like I like the refined ladies, okay? Indeed. Well, it depends on which one you're talking about. I like him refined and generally more powerful than else, too, and that would be a more Luna thing, but... I like my refined mares the way I like my coffee, without a penis. <laughs> yeah, you, you got a cup of coffee. Okay. Like, waiter, there's there's a penis in my coffee. There's a problem. Waiter, waiter, there is a penis in my soup. Well, like, yeah, that'll be yeah, that'll be five. That'll be five well, bucks hey, extra. Well, okay. hey, I, if you're in China, penis soup I'm sure exists. So, actually, they make booze with it. Um, I've written about it. It's horrifying, and it's yeah. Anyway. Sweet. Okay. All right. We we have half an hour left, so we got to get a little quicker with these questions. So we move on to Chap Penguin List. Oh. Lengthwise, is... we're, we're doing fine. We're doing fine. Yeah. Okay. So number one, this is kind of a story one. Number one, you're homeless and you're poor. You're walking alongside a highway and you have a bunch of baby ducks in a cage. While walking, a Prius pulls ahead of you. A man emerges from the Prius and walks up to you. He lights a cigarette puffs the smoke in your face, causing you to cough, and all the little ducklings too adorably achoo and whimper at you, whimper after you. The man says to you he'll give you $5,000 cash. Under one condition, you must release the baby ducks in the median dividing the two highways, or in other words, trapping them between the highways, giving them no choice but to cross the dangerous and most likely deadly highway. You cast a glance down at the ducks as the sleazebag digs into his pocket for his wallet. They all stare at you with their glossed, beady eyes and chirp softly. 
just loud enough for you to hear their ducky cries. One of them even waddles across the cage, wings wide, and presses itself up against the cage as if to give you a hug. You look back at the man who's holding five stacks of crisp $100 bills. He fires a, sh he fires a shameless grin. So, what do you say? He asks. Do you either A, take his money and release the ducks, certainly stealing at, sealing at the minimum half their fates, or B, kick him in the stones, spit on him, and walk away with your ducks intact, but you can't take the money? Intact, eh? Hmm. In well, yeah. I definitely don't want to go around killing baby ducks, even though I've heard well, they make great bait for bass. But no, I don't think I'm going to be doing that. <laughs> I think I will be taking the ducks away from Mr. Evil Asshole and maybe shoving him into the road. <laughs> Am I the only one that noticed that he said he'd give you 5000 and only pulled out 500 Actually, no, he, he said that he had five stacks of $100 bills. That doesn't necessarily oh. that it's $500. Hmm. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, but, but, but still, if I were to take the deal, which I'm not, but if I were to take the deal, I would want to make sure that it actually was $5,000 before I did it. Right. I mean, $5,000 is $5,000. But still, I've, I was raised on a farm. I've been around plenty of little baby animals. Right? I probably wouldn't be able to kill those ducks. So... <laughs> Right. Now, bear in mind, I have already spoken to uh, Penguin about this, actually, and uh, he believes that I'm evil anyway. There's a few comments there about, you know, using ducks for bait. <laughs> well, ducks here's for, another ducks option. For bait. Yeah, I, I hear they're good for, for bass, but I, but I would use them for garfish if I had to. Well, now I'm kind of curious, because you have two other options. You can either A, kill yourself, which is always our option, and we have a we have a third option. If you're able to kick him in the balls, spit in his face, and walk away, why can't you grab the money at the same time? Because morality. Morality. Well, that was also the stipulation. One of those fights that would like grip it in his death hand, and you have to like cut his hand off, and then I don't have any. Well, actually, no, I do. There's a highway right there. Let's just put his arms out the road. So <laughs> there you go. The, the money spontaneously combusts for some reason because yeah, magic just, don't, don't no. explain it's, shit. Yeah, there you go. It's just a stipulation of the clip. Oh god, it's the so it's the silver axe versus the golden axe. Fine. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, number two. Would you rather be a highly touted writer or reviewer? You're both you're both relatively speaking, but to say one completely outdoes the other, which would you rather be known for? Well, I'd probably have to go with writer. Mm. Even though the reviewing tends to be more strict on my uh, overall time, because it takes a lot to, to read, you know, uh, 210,000 words a week. <laughs> but still, right. even though that's true, if I had to pick between writing and reviewing, I'd probably quit reviewing if it meant that my success as a writer would go up by some bounds because of it. Okay. That's, that's true. I mean, I guess no one really... Aside from a few select examples, no one, I guess, remembers like the famous critics. I suppose. Yeah. Like. So I know that you'd run out of material be eventually. Hmm. All right. So number three, how do you feel about being in the quote-unquote review community? What are the what a or what other reviewers do you like? Are there any aspects of the reviewer community as a whole that you dislike? As far as being in the review community, I'm rather 
pleased with it, rep just by being a reviewer. It's kind of like half of my notoriety right there, if you can call it notoriety. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but uh, as far as uh, what other reviewers do I like, I do uh, have Present Perfect. I look at his stuff a whole lot. Every now and again, I'll go over to Titanium uh, Dragon, read his reviews, never they happen. But generally speaking, and this is probably going to sound terrible, I actually don't go around looking for other people's reviews that much. So mm -hmm. I'm, I mostly stick to my own for the most part. Okay. And if I see someone reviewing something that I'm actually interested in, okay, I'll go over it. But generally speaking, I'm not, I don't read a lot of other people's reviews, which is probably a shame, and I probably should be ashamed of myself. But No, makes make sense. I mean, I'm a, I'm a writer, and I don't read nearly as much as I should anymore. Yeah. So that was actually another reason that I got into reviews to so make me read. That's that's a great that's great shit. I should probably I need I, yeah. Jesus, Ryan like reminded me I, I'm a piece of shit for not reading more anyways. So I need to do that. <laughs> so god damn it. So and uh, what else was there? Uh, um, there any, any aspects of the review community yeah. as a whole that I dislike? Well, mm -hmm. since I'm not all that deep into the review community, I can't say for certain. So okay. So anything that you may have seen, like, got caught a glance of, or? Uh, well, one of the things, as I've already mentioned, one of my things for reviewers that I'm trying to be as fair as possible, and I would mm. like to see that in other people, too, because I think that's important. I think that's very important for your review, and I'm not so sure that it's as common as I would like to be. Now, I can't say that for confidence because, again, I'm not exactly going out reading everybody else's reviews. But from what I've seen, there doesn't seem to be much of an interest in, for people to say, hey, this is my bias. And, you know, that, that this is why you need to look, look at this as subjective. I don't see a lot of that. Most of the stuff that I, set, I see is, yeah, this is, this is crap and this is why. That's actually a very good way to look at things in my opinion i happen to agree with you because it applies to all reviews in my opinion like i like i'm heavily a techie guy i love technology and if i want to buy something new i always look for reviews on youtube and there's one there's only a couple reviewers that will ultimately say oh they'll start off the review with here's the things that i don't like right off the bat yeah and then they'll spend the rest of the time going at what they do like and their take on it, but they immediately remove their bias. They explain what they don't like and why they don't like. And I think that's a very, very respectable way to do it. Yeah, and, I, and it's, it's important to make sure that you let people know, hey, the reason that I don't like it because of this, and even though I don't like it because of this, that's not something that you should take to the bank because it's just my opinion. You have exactly. to make sure they are aware of that. Mm -hmm. If you want your review to be actually a decent one. Indeed. No. Makes sense to me. So, number four, how does it feel being so close to a thousand followers or having hit a thousand if you have yet? Well, I've been stuck at around 980 for probably six, seven, eight months now. For some reason, I was just could not go up above that 980. And now I'm at 991, I think, with my new story that just came out right before this, this cast. So, uh, hold on, sorry, hold on. Uh oh. Uh-oh. Oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> you know what that means? It's time for, ladies and gentlemen who follow the Barcast, it is time for me to start chilling. You've heard it here first. We need nine of you to volunteer <laughs> and get Paul to 1,000. Right now, right here, during the cast, fucking do it. Just, 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 just,
You guys do realize oh, like course. I'm now so you're going to lose 18 of them. Just go to this. There you Thank go. Thank you. What happened today? I, I implore you and I have faith in you. And also, you fucking scare me, you fucking people. Seriously. <laughs> so, Paul expects some results very soon. Very soon. <laughs> okay. Four more. Four fucking more, guys. Come on. Do it. We're, we're but, not yeah, joking either. Finally hitting that nice triple zero number will be nice. Oh, indeed it does. After Four And then more. after that, it's just like, whatever. But yeah, 1,000 yeah, is nice. I like, whatever, at 500s. But still, milestones are milestones. <laughs> right. So, number hey, five. Guys. Lord AI Nighty has come to you and said, Paul, I need you. Before he finishes, what would you assume he needs you for? Organization, period. Cool. I yeah. mean, what, what, what else could I possibly expect him to need me for? My organizational skills are, are speaking for themselves, I think. Yeah. And okay. it's happened. You're at 1,000. There you go. Confirm. Shit, yes. Thank you. <laughs> no right. problem. Take the bar cast oh, viewers. Um, Man, that, yes. that, took a lot, that went a lot, a lot faster than I thought it would. <laughs> you don't understand. You they they are now. really amazing. Right, Seriously. From, I guess from now on, I have to mention the bar cast every time I have a new vlog or something. Because <laughs> I'm a Thank you. Sure <laughs> thing, man. Number six, and final question from chat. Who's got the best cutie mark design in the show? If you say anyone other than Gabby, you're wrong. Wow. Huh. Damn it, chap. Well, considering I don't actually bother to check cutie marks for being cute uh, or being best in general, you know, I'm mm. hard to say on that one. <laughs> I'll go ahead and say, yeah, because I really don't have opinions. <laughs> okay. But I like being right. <laughs> there you go. So we'll be skipping this one question because of reasons. Yep. Yep. And uh, we'll I might move. just go ahead and put it out there. I might answer it in a PM just to go ahead and satisfy Spitfire. So. There you go. So. Snuffy asks, is it hard to jump between writing mature dark stories and E-rated slice of life fix? And does the one genre ever leak into the other while you write? Is it hard? No, not at all. It's like changing mm -hmm. a shirt. Okay. At least for me. Now, I'm not saying that's going to be easy for everybody else. Right, your mileage may be. I've been doing this for 20 years. I'm kind of used to going back and forth. So uh, as far as genres leaking into one another, yes, that definitely happens. In fact, that happens all the time, and sometimes you have to really watch out. Right. Is it ever, like, severe, like, oh, Pinky was just having a nice day in the park, and why are there dead people? No, I've never had that. If, I, if, I, if I'm writing something that is an E-rated slice of life thing, you're not going to see any dead bodies. <laughs> now, I may, I, I do like my dark, so sometimes I might slip in something a little bit darker to in a story, like there might be mention of a death or something like that. But as far as you know, things going way out of whack, went in from in one direction when they're not supposed to. No, I've never done that. Now I have, right. had plenty of, I've had, I have had plenty of fixes that were extremely dark that just been a chapter in light Kindle territory, but that's not so bad. Okay. All righty. So that was his only question. So we'll move on to Brian Fiction, and he asks, "All right, I have a small list of questions." So, what is your favorite song from the show and song from the fandom thus far with how much you've watched? Mm, song from the fandom? I can't really say any songs from the fandom. I'm not paying attention to the particular area of the fandom at all. Okay. If, if a song from the fandom pops up, I don't know about it until someone comes to me. 
Now that being right. said, the uh, oh, what was the one with Luna that where she was uh taking the kids away? Oh, that's that fandom song, fucking yeah. Come to the children. Uh, yeah, children, uh, children of, wasn't it Children of the Night? Children of the yeah. Night, but I, but I, but it immediately struck chord with me because I remember uh, focus. Yep. <laughs> I was like, yes, oh, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> Yes, that was that's yeah. a it's a great reference to that. I loved I loved that video. Of course, I also loved the uh, one with the Luna. The, the recent one, big hit. What was that video about a uh, houseless how how Luna got banished? Oh yeah, what a lullaby, lullaby for, a princess. for a princess. So I like yeah. those. But men, again, those are mainstream things that you kind of if you're in the fandom you can't miss them. Yeah, so, they just kind of appear. They appear. Yes. Yeah, so, so whenever it comes to general music by the fandom. I don't really have something that I can pick out. Now, if we're talking about a general song in the show, I'd probably go with uh, the pet song, actually. Okay. Ah. I love the pet song. <laughs> okay. That's a, no, I'm, I, don't, I don't hate that song, so I'll be like, cool, yeah. That's a strictly middle-of-the-road <laughs> one, in my opinion. I prefer uh, Art of the Dress. That is, that is a good one, yes. I will not deny. Hmm. Oh wait, and but I should also say that becoming popular is really high on the list too. Which now would be my time to mention that rarity is my <laughs> Okay. So, in that case, who is your? Um, let's see. So yeah, these are kind of uh, a couple of these are um, questions Very we may generic. or may not have covered. So yeah, just we'll just feel free to skip them if you feel we've covered them already. So who is your favorite non-pony? Yeah, we haven't covered that one. And okay. I don't really have a favorite non-pony, but if I had to pick one of them, just because he amuses me whenever I see him, I would say Gustave Le Grand. Who again? I'm sorry? Gustave Le Grand. The, ah. The oh, the, that the guy who the Yeah, yeah. the guy with the mustache. Oh, yeah. With <laughs> so ridiculous. I, I, I particularly love his little twirling his mustache in the black and white version while Pinky's getting run over that train. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I forgot about him. Shit, that's right. So, um, all right, what's your opinion on changelings? Of changelings? <sighs> Season two changelings? Yeah, the crap out of me. In fact, I have a hate cannon that I have used in my stories. Were those pods that they put Celestia and the other ponies in? Mm. Uh, in my head cannon, they use those things to turn ponies into changelings. Talking physical, mind warp, whole, whole shebang. Scares the shit out of me. So, original changelings? Yeah, I'm not that crazy about them except for the villains. <laughs> now, okay, new changelings, I don't have much of an opinion yet, but I've only seen the end of season six. I haven't seen how they're being treated in season seven, so I'm going to reserve judgment on them. Fair enough. And I do think the, uh, too does the mind does the mind warp one give you an enormous fear bump? Say what? Does do the mind warp ones give you an enormous fear bone? Uh, not really. No. There, there, because we're talking about physical change as well as mental change, that's more of a holy shit that's creepy than a fear bone. Okay. Fair enough. And what it, ah, yes, a very important question. Again, political. What is your opinion of Spike? I have nothing against Spike whatsoever. Now, I do think that the show treats him terribly. Like, yeah, they can't keep him consistent, but that's the show. It's just how it is. But I have nothing against Spike in general. If anything, whenever I read a story that Spike should be involved in, but he's not, I kind of get mad at the author because, hey, you forgot an important character in this story. Well, but as far as Spike in general, I'm not really for or against. 
Okay. So, Pencil, what was your take on his uh, opinion of that? Well, yet again, I'm just going to be nice and play nice today and not... <laughs> Enigma! Well, thank you. I appreciate my Enigma! Enigma, yes. say something stupid so I can, I can take out my anger on somebody. I think I uh, flame. Didn't I call mountains the breasts of the earth? Yes, you did. You, you call you call mountains the earth's cleavage. Yes, I remember. Those. Fucking you! Ah, I got it. You're such the shittiest thing. I fucking hate you and every word you say. And why are you human? You give people like me a bad name just by existing. <laughs> okay, I feel better now. Thank you. Awesome. I'm glad you feel better. <laughs> and then we move on. What's your opinion of Nerdy Heart? Given that picture and everything, I'm actually entirely approving of this. <laughs> it's interesting. I've only ever seen either nerdy heart or fucking like yeah. gothic heart. Like I've, I've not seen. Yeah, I, nerdy I, heart I like nerd. is because their father's a huge weeb. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, he he definitely is. Sounds like a beach bone. Yeah. And then he asked, what is your opinion of the bar cast? It's been interesting so far. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> Yay, we're interesting. Awesome. Woo, you are definitely that, interesting. That is the most we could have ever hoped for. And, 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 and frankly, I wouldn't mind doing it again sometime. <laughs> Huzzah. All right. Well, we still have time to ruin your experience. So, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. yeah, so we can only hope. And finally, would you recommend watching MLP to those who don't? Mm. I want to say yes, because I like MLP, even all the bad about it, but at the same time, just because I recommend it and I like it doesn't mean you're going to like it. So I would have, it, would have, it would depend upon who I'm talking to and how well I But right now, just in a general overall sense, I would say. You'd say what? You kind of cut out. I'm sorry. Yes. In a, general, okay. in a general sense, I would say yes. Alrighty then. I'm sure there are plenty of people that would hate me for doing it to them, but... <laughs> All right. You know, so, I've noticed. I've noticed. Hmm? I've noticed that. I've noticed that the same way people uh, bronies get non-bronies to watch the shows is, is use the same t tactics that drug dealers use. Here, here's a free sample. Done. You're gonna <laughs> like it, and you'll never be able to put it down. <laughs> Honestly, that's kind of what happened to me in some respect. But uh, <laughs> more on that later. So, <laughs> so, so cyber phase on. I, I was watching my brother watch it. And I saw a little bit of it, and I'm like, "Hey, man, pass that over." Yeah. <laughs> take, take, take. Give me that reefer, boy. <laughs> I so. learned it from you, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Watching Gen One, Dad was binging was binging on Gen One. Yeah. <laughs> so, Cyberface on God DM asked. A little late, but I'm doing this quick. But at first, what the fuck, man? Whose idea was it to add this worthless otaku who possibly liked fucking dragon tits in his sleep? Great. Now I sound like you. Holy fuck. I need to kill some normies on GTA Online. Fucking normies. That was and a good read. point where I have to review criticize you for using all caps so much. <laughs> okay. I'm done with the screaming. Let's move on. All right. Guess questions. Would you think pwn? Sure. Uh, this is a thin pwn, just so you know what it looks like. Okay, whenever it loads, give it a second. My internet connection is not exactly doing Stella right now, given Harvey right outside my there window. Would you a thin pwn? No. <laughs> I would make great story material. <laughs> there Definitely. you go. Slice of life, am I right? Absolutely. 
So, two, which two food ponies would you go on a double dinner date? Food pony? Yes, and it's amazing. Let me get you a picture of Pizza Pony and, and Coke Pony together. And Please I ship them. I ship, I, I ship them the hardest. Actually, I think I might have seen Coke Pony. No, this, this, these, 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 these. Yeah, yes, I've seen Coke Pony then. Look, look at Pizza Pony. I am looking at Pizza Pony. Okay, well, I'm just going to go ahead and say this, that Pete. You know, this is a general statement about pizza, not pizza pony, but pizza is like sex. Whenever it's good, it's really good. But whenever it's bad, it's still kind of good. And from that perspective, I'd probably be perfectly willing to go, to, go and have a date with pizza pony. Yes, good. Good man. Good man. <laughs> All right. Great explanation. As for Coke Pony, I'm more of a sun-kissed person, so I'm uh, sorry. <laughs> you fucking monster. But would you, but would you still accept uh, pizza pony if she was sloppy seconds? Eh, probably yeah. so. Probably so. I remember um, what I said. But even whenever it's bad, it's still kind of good. Well, yeah, it's like reheated uh, pizza too. I mean, it is technically sloppy seconds, so it's still fucking good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but be careful how you word sloppy seconds with food, because that also <laughs> kind of comes along with upchuck. So yeah, I no guess. word puns, yeah. ravage word puns. <laughs> All right, so. Well, Which... when you said pizza and then sloppy seconds, and then the le the next thing that came into mind was bleh. <laughs> so, so um, three, we kind of touched on, I guess, in that respect, but which food pony would you take a taste out of, of curiosity? <laughs> if you're going on a dinner date, there's always a possibility that you're getting a taste out of them anyway. So, yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> so, all right. Um, what three items, applications, or browsers would you ponify? Would you ponify, and what would you do with it? Noted, it will only last for a week and a half. An example is Firefox Pony, Discord App Pony, not Discord himself, and Lantern Pony. Well, first I would have to have some sort of. Uh, oh wait, Steam Pony, as in the gaming system program Steam. And oh yeah, there's a Steam Pony. And she'd be a drug dealer, right? Well, actually, no, I was going to have her so that I could go around and play video games with her. No, no, no. With her. No, no, no. But then she'd try to sell you them for cheap and drain your wallet constantly. No, no, no. No, she wouldn't do that. She'd promise you Half-Life 3 and deliver nothing. <laughs> she That's constantly, true. She constantly give you fuck me. Yeah. Also, um, totally she constantly, here you go. You need to see this picture, and I'll post it in the chat, too. Okay. Yeah. Okay. She'd constantly be praising Gabe Newman. She'd constantly be praising Gabe as well. <laughs> we, need to, we need to finish some questions, though, guys. We're running real low on time, Indeed. so let's go to the next one. Indeed we are. So we'll start rapid-firing these. So we've we covered who is best princess. Yep. Um, who, likes, who likes to blow up shit online, I mean. So <laughs> I'm down with blowing up shit online. Yeah. Eh. So. I'm okay mm. with that, I guess. Okay. So... Like um, we may or may not have covered this, but what is what is your best ship for well, Luna? Yeah, we we we've covered this. O OTP so. Luna Octavia. L Luna Tavi. Luna Tavi. Yeah. Luna. So Barcast questions. Anon pencil. What is your anecdote from the last convention? Um, real quick, I had a, I was dressed as a nurse, and I had a little girl come and call me Doctor Pony and want to take a picture, and she sat down on my. <laughs> her mom took a picture of us, and she gave me a quick hug. And then she went away, and Flam and Priest made awe noises at me, and I told them to shut up. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, I can confirm. Was I was little girl. 
<laughs> you are definitely a girl. So, <laughs> yeah, good job. Fucking good job. Okay, next. So, Flavin Warfare, if on, thank you, I'm here. Dude, why, why is your Stella fic etchy? Because I swear to God, Stella would probably cock block everyone. Now, remind me, what the fuck is etchy again? Sexuala. Not, not, not triple X, but darn close. And, uh, not sex. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, not sex. But still damn sexy. Well, that, well, then that doesn't apply because there's definitely sex in my Stella fic. So I guess that's kind of... Okay, make... think of... Think, think, think of Ichi uh, Echi as visual edging. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. That'll do, yeah. Okay, so then I guess maybe she's asking why isn't it at... at Etchy then. So then, uh, okay, then, well, it's not in because I was very comfortable with their sexuality. So I guess that's that. So is Spike a great slave brother of Twilight? No, he's a terrible slave. He can fuck off. <laughs> and can we have any memes, please? We'll post some me we'll, we'll post some spicy memes afterwards because we're running low on time. So Latrius asks, for the guests, if you could hug a bat pony, would you? Fuck yes, I would. You guys. Duh, of course I would. I might lose my eardrums, but I still do it. Yeah. The second you hug them, it was like, congratula congratulatory E right into your ear. <laughs> yeah, you'd be fucked. That's it. Eardrums explode from the hecko location. So, we have the best last question. We All do. Right. And the last question from Mobile Sam again asks, potato? Got it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that one that coming. Was, I'll, I'll be honest. And that was yeah. not the last question I think she was referring to. <laughs> Indeed. And Potato fries are good. Let me just go ahead and say that. That's probably what <laughs> And Shakespeare, please ask here, or doesn't ask, but states here, have a fluffy Luna cat pone. Because Luna cat pone. A kitty cat. And a dance, dance, dance. And with that, that concludes all the fan submitted questions. We made it! We made All it right. with exactly Flam. two minutes to spare. Do you, so, know how to, do you know how to do the readout, Flam? So, um, is this the part where we do, I forget, do we shill the Patreon at the end yeah. or no? We shill. Um, we are, I, I will post a link. Uh, we have a Patreon. Uh, we don't take the money. It goes to horses. We are actually $4 away from being able to horse, which means that it goes specifically to one horse and they get to be the Barcast horse. I'm not kidding. That's what we're doing. Um, also, we, please remember yeah. to join the Barcast itself. We are on Fim Fiction. You can also follow us on YouTube, etc. And on Twitch. Remember to do it. Here, here's the fucking group. Go do that. And uh, also, thank you for following Paul during this yes. podcast. And uh, that's pretty much it. Indeed. So, with that, I would like to expressly thank each and every one of you for joining us on the latest on the Barcast. As we are just about out of time, I was the impromptu host, Flamin' Werfer. Um, we've got a non-pencil. Fuck you all. Enigmatic otaku. Such great mountain cleavage I saw that day. <laughs> Indeed. Oh, actually, before we continue, Lise was saying we had a new contest. Nope, that's priest's job, not ours. That's priest's job, so next time. Um, we got milk. I'm not dead. We've got ravage. I didn't put my foot in my mouth. And ladies and gentlemen, we've had the wonderful Paul Azaran with us. Nice to meet you, all you dumb yanks. <laughs> Indeed. So it was an excellent time on. We hope you had a, We hope you had an excellent time. And to the audience, we hope you had an awesome time as well. So with that, 
I am Flammerwerfer, and we are signing off. Have a wonderful day. Go get drunk, motherfuckers! What she said. <laughs>